Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Well, you heard the comments of Billy Napier as the Gators now get set for the Kentucky Wildcats. Welcome into a Labor Day edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Seth's going to produce today. The Gator QB, Shane Matthews, in the house as well. Uh, and we will very shortly here begin to take your phone calls, questions, and comments. Shane, you look at uh, – had a chance to sort of sit back and reassess, you know, what happened the other night. One of the things I loved about this game – forget the outcome. If you're old school college football, this is what this was about. Two good teams, a fan base that came from across the country – no smack, you know, no, no smack talk. They, their fans were really good, and, and the fan interaction, I understand, was really, really good. That's what college football is supposed to be about. No doubt. It was, uh, it was phenomenal. Utah traveled well. Uh, we get to go out there next year, and we'll see how the Gators travel. But uh, it was just, uh, you know, I was telling somebody, Steve, you know, I played until 2006, so I was never in any games. And since then, obviously in 07, 08, the national championship run with Urban, uh, I got to experience the crowd a little bit. But we really haven't had anything close to that, in my opinion. Just coming on campus early Saturday, just uh, the tailgating, the buzz around town, uh, one of the best atmospheres I've ever experienced. No doubt. All right, quickly, Shane, already uh email for you. Saw the same old Trey Dean constantly chirping and opposing players' faces after the whistle. Lucky he wasn't flagged for taunting rising after he threw an incomplete pass on third and long in the first quarter. Uh, something has to be done before he costs us a game. Similar to Dallas Baker against Tennessee during the Zook years, your thoughts? Well, I mentioned that on the telecast or the broadcast. Um, very fortunate a couple of times nothing was called. If something is called, I think uh, they will remove him. I don't know for a series or what, but, yeah, I, I agree with the emailer. Uh, Wally says, Gator, hope Gator fans realize how fortunate we were to win the game. Took two goal line stops, which otherwise they win by two touchdowns. Took two brilliant fourth down timeouts by Napier, which results in two game-winning plays. Richardson rose to the occasion. Johnson will be a great running back. Still won't win the East in the, or in the playoff, but eight wins is possible. Uh, thank you for your show. Um, and then um, Jonesy says, if I can get to his... Uh, a total madhouse in the swamp. Great job by the fans. Congratulations, Gators. After watching this weekend, what are the weakest Power Five conference? And do you think they, I guess he means the conference, have a chance to recover and make the playoffs? This is to him, the Pac 12's in trouble. Well, yes. And I mean, Utah is a really good team. I think USC is going to be very good. Oregon got demolished. I think we all fought. I mean, George ain't missing a beat. Um, I don't know how good the ACC is, Steve. Clemson and supposedly NC State is supposed to challenge them, but they could have easily lost. NC State State arguably should have lost. Right. So, uh, I mean, the Pac-12, we all know their struggles, but the ACC struggles as well. And then uh, this is David. How do people get tickets in the student section? I'm shocked by how many Utah fans were sitting in it. Well, I don't really know what the student section is anymore because I know they decreased the amount of student tickets. So that area over there, people in the past think that's the student section, but I think they've 
they've changed a little bit. Why does the team with the ball get penalized at the end of the half or the game when a defensive player is either hurt or fakes it? I don't know. We need to call Steve Shaw or somebody from the league office to explain that. Um, I think I can because um, I actually asked the question. Um, but I'll try to find uh, what I was told. Because um, I think at the end, Florida, Billy took the runoff. Now, you can argue, should he have not? But I believe that's what the question is but, about. But, but I, I think what they're asking is, Diabate, I think it was Diabate goes down. Right. And with him going down in the game stoppage, the offense is penalized. That makes absolutely no sense to me. It seems like the offense should be rewarded in extra 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, so, David, if that's not it, let us know. Um, he says the way to stop it, uh, have the next defense, is to set out the next defensive possession. There is a rule now, I do know this, that you can send in tape if you think somebody's faking it, and then they can, uh, after the fact, go back and say, well, this player can, you know, sit out or whatever. Um, do I think that's ever going to happen? No, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen at all. Uh, and he said, why is there not an announcement in game of the penalty and on who? There normally is. Yeah, every now and then the the uh, the referee may say, you know, holding on defense. He's supposed to say the number, but yeah. sometimes they, they leave that out. And the other night, I don't remember that many penalties as opposed to you know, procedure or there weren't that many that were, you know, pass interference number 12. I, I thought it was a pretty clean game by yeah. both teams for, for game number one. I mean, the, t the two penalties that, that stood out to me for us were the two on kickoff returns. And it's almost nowadays, you just don't see a whole lot of returns, return for touchdown. You might as well fair catch it, tell nobody to touch anybody running down and just take it on the 25. Actually, during the post-game show, I got I had two or three people ask that same question. Why didn't we just? Take well, it? I mean, you you think you got electrifying guys that you can score touchdowns with, but too much bad stuff happens a lot of times on returns. Let's get uh, Daryl. Daryl, hello. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Shane, you got your game ball yet? For uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's your first win in the broadcast. Booth, that's it? right. I'm waiting for Scott Strickland to bring me a ball. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Hey, man, excellent job between you and Sean uh, Saturday night listening to it in the stadium. Shane, I'm in agreement with you. You know, the tight ends, we just couldn't cover. And uh, front seven, you've been preaching it all year. You know, we have got to you know, get better with the run game and, you know, getting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, and I don't know how we get any better, quite honestly. I thought Ventrell Miller flew around and made plays. Uh, I'm just – I am so concerned with our front four. Um, you know, getting better is a great – phrase to say but it's pretty much the same dudes we had last year yeah as far as the tight end Shane you know with Utah I, I know we'll face down the road Brock Bowers he's a stud at Georgia but was there anybody else probably going to utilize the tight end like uh, Utah did I know the kid from LSU last night Jason Taylor's son he looked real good but you know is anybody else we're going to be concerned about as far as the tight ends the rest of the year well i'd have to i've got to dive into kentucky and see what they got i i you know go week by week but, but yeah georgia has three or four legit tight ends but i i was impressed with those two kids from uh, utah i mean they ain't your normal tight end they can run some that i mean they look like wideouts to me right right yeah they look like nfl type players 
All right, guys, I'll continue listening to the show. All right, Daryl, thank you. And, you know, not the tight ends, because there have been some really great tight ends to play, but they have receiver hands. Oh, they just they were just smooth. Yes, yeah, really smooth. Uh, Byron, hello. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call, Steve. Uh, Shane, I called uh, last week, and uh, we both agreed that it was going to be one of those smash-mouth running running games. And uh, I just heard you comment about the line, but uh, I just comment want to comment they did a great job, maybe not the best. And I think they'll grow and get better. You know, they stopped them on the goal line, intercepted it at the end. It's just about making a play, you know. And, and I'm, I think the special teams, they didn't do too bad. So, you know, I'm that optimistic fanatic that called. And when they said we was going to start 0-3, was bragging that we might pull this thing out. And, and I bet it a little money. So, you <laughs> Gators who don't believe nothing, that's why you're broke. Because I got paid. And it's great to be. A Florida Gator, Steve. I got to brag. It's great to be. Go Gators. <laughs> All, right. All right, Byron. Thank you. 1218 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jilloy, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, friends. It's Steve Russell for Scott Caldwell, your home sold guaranteed realty. Are you considering selling your home? Have you received your upfront written agreement guaranteeing the sale of your home at your price? Well, that's exactly what you get from Scott Caldwell and your home sold guaranteed realty. Scott's upfront written guarantee states your home will sell at your price and in your time frame or Scott will buy it. Having an upfront written guaranteed sale from Scott allows you to shop for your next home knowing your present home is guaranteed to sell as well as benefiting from the peace of mind, knowing you're going to get your price and your time frame. And included in Scott's written guarantee is the promise. You always get the highest price. You see, if at any time a better offer comes along, you get the higher offer, not Scott's guarantee. Take it from me. Call Scott Caldwell, 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Football season is almost here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. In St. Pete Clearwater, every day is a beach day. And with 35 miles of pristine, sugary white sand, it's easy to see why. So let's grab the beach bag, the beach ball, and the boogie board. Let's pack the suits, the sunscreen, and the sunglasses. Take a dip in the emerald green waters of the Gulf. And then, take in a breathtaking sunset at the end of the day. So let's make a beeline to the beach. And let's shine. Plan your next getaway at visitstpeteclearwater.com. 
Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at Dick Mondell's Com. From pylon to pylon, we are your home for all things football. 63 yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Meal Hopper. The pizza and the garlic knots are incredible and have you coming back for more. Make sure to say hello to the owner, Kyle. Does great charity work in Gainesville. That's Leonardo's Pizza Meal Hopper. Make sure to tell him Shane sent you. Plenty of calls to take. Let's uh, start with Corey. Corey, hello. Hey guys, how are you? Good. Hey, uh, man, no complaints on Saturday's game. We weren't supposed to win that game, and we won, and that helps build for the future. So, no complaints on my end. I'm concerned to the front seven, just like everybody else is, but that's part of building. But that leads to my question. Um, we all know Georgia rotates, but man, I was at that game Saturday, and I've seen it in person. And like, until you see how they rotate in person, it is amazing. That is a, like they run a complete different team out there on third down. And they all just keep it together and know where they're supposed to be. So my question is, because you can't see on TV, are we doing any rotations like that to get these young guys ready? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, I think it's not so much getting young guys. I think, I think what you see out of this staff is they're going to play their best players at those positions until they're fatigued and then make a substitution. Right. Um defensively, I've said it all summer long. I don't know if you've heard me on different shows or not. The front seven is a problem. Uh, it will be all year long. There's nothing – I mean, it is what it is. We, we, I thought Ventrell Miller was outstanding, but we've got to find Absolutely. a way to pressure the quarterback. Not so much sacking, but just make them move a little bit. And then uh, the run game. I mean, Utah's a good running football team, but, I mean, it, there was, they were gashing us at times. But, again, on the other hand – we made some plays when we needed to, and um, it's going to be a work in progress defensively. I think you're going to see the Gators play keep away, meaning okay. methodical offensive football, go up tempo every now and then that you saw the other night. But, look, Billy's smart. Billy knows where the uh, issues are on this team. Yeah, we need some uh, in pass rush too, man. It was almost – wasn't existent at some time. So How about this? Get better there. If, I didn't, if I didn't miscount – Florida only played 38 players. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. Because here's the thing. They're trying to win the game. You know, I, I know in the perfect world you want to get young kids experience, this, that, and the other, as the head ball coach would say. But, no, they're, they're going to try to win the game. I think if you look in the past few years, we rotated receivers, every, a, a group of receivers every other series. You didn't see a whole lot of subs at the receiver position either. Running back, they alternated them. But I feel personally, as the season progresses, 
two is going to be your main running back. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, that was my question. You know, and Saturday's a big step to, you know, building that depth and getting them guys on the line. So, I mean, that's that's what we knew coming into the year. That's where we're at. So, can't be can't be upset in my mind. All right, Corey, thank you for your call. John, you're next. How are you? Great. Uh, good afternoon, Steve and uh, Shane. Uh, Shane, unfortunately, I don't – I do have a chance, but I'd rather not have a, a situation where listening to the radio and the TV when they don't sync thinking to each other so i'd rather watch some because it would, it would be well silly hearing you call a play and then i'm waiting for the play like 10 seconds well later, if you, i don't know if you listen to the broadcast but sean yeah. during before the, sh- the game started there's a, a website or something I, i'm not smart enough to know how it works but it's something about this you know i don't know the name of the website but it links you right. up you log into it and it can link your TV to the broadcast. Okay. Where you can sync up. Yes. Yeah. I got you. Great. Well, I didn't hear your comment. Uh, Utah had a receiver. Was, is the, the, I know you maybe had a comment about it because Dan Orlovsky mentioned on TV where he trapped the ball, but the referees called a catch, and then he allowed Utah to come to the line real quick and snap the ball. I mean, it just how – did, how did somebody way up in a booth see that on the on the field and all of a sudden because they kept showing the replay and he he trapped it and he got his foot underneath it just before i guess to say that he caught the ball i was kind of disappointed that they didn't review that play yeah usually a staff will have someone upstairs that that's paying attention to that and uh we were noticing that on the broadcast but i don't know if i've ever seen officials set the ball and let a team snap it that quick Right. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. The only thing yeah. I can think in that, and it's what I thought sitting in the box, was that we don't need to review it. it, it, it we, we ruled it a catch. It's a catch. Let's go. Because the, the official three times went like this, like the catch. It's a catch. It's a catch. Does that mean you don't review it? No. That's the only thing I can think of, and I agree with you, Shane. They got to the line. I mean, give them credit. Yeah, but they I got to the line that fast. Was, it was very fast. It was. And, 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 you know, timeouts are so crucial, especially in this type of game, that right. whoever's in charge for us upstairs probably wasn't 100% and didn't want to tell the head well, coach. Well, like you said, it was, yeah, it was quick. So I, I'm not blaming staff. I mean, the referees saw what they saw, and, and I'm just kind of disappointed because you see a lot, of, a lot of plays, silly plays get reviewed, and I was just kind of disappointed. That's all. All hey right, guys, thank you, John. And uh, we just answered Bradley's question about why not reviewing that. Twelve twenty-seven. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, and eight fifty AM, WRUF. You know, there's times when you're just asked to step up and lend a hand to do something. Well. That time is now, if you can do it, to help the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. If you have an unused or unwanted car, truck, RV, boat, just about any type of vehicle, please consider donating it to Road Heaver Boys Ranch. The facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it's sustained by donated vehicles. And these kids learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles themselves and then reselling them. The donations are tax deductible. They go a long way towards helping a really great cause. Your generosity in this case does a heck of a lot of good. You can Google Boys Ranch Palaka to find out more or go to rbr.org. That's rbr.org 
to learn more. Radiant Credit Union could cover your car payments for a whole year. Are you listening? A year! We don't want to be responsible for any FOMO or the complex emotions you might go through if you miss out. So, here's your heads up. Right now, you can save big with a Radiant Credit Union auto loan at an amazingly low rate. Plus, no payments for 90 days. And you could win your car payments for a year. But hurry, this offer ends September 30th. Visit RadiantCU.org slash autoloan and get started. Federally insured by NCUA. The following is a commercial announcement. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate, and remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. If you plan on spending your Labor Day holiday by the pool, it does look like we should have generally favorable weather for it, with highs today near 90, heat index values at times near 100 degrees. Just be mindful there is a chance for some showers and thunderstorms during the afternoon and evening hours. Heavy rain and frequent lightning are all possible, so if you do hear thunder when you're outdoors, make sure you're heading inside as quickly as possible. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Dollard. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Certainly on the carousel for Daniel Jones next year. Only way he keeps that job and he comes back to the New York Giants is he gets them into the playoffs and he shows tremendous upside. Like he's got to go from where he is now to a 90. I don't know that that'll happen. There's a very, very rich quarterback draft, and I know that they got their eye on somebody. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. If your business struggles to keep employees, give StaffLink a call. They can provide human resource support, tax compliance, and help with 401k programs. Give StaffLink a call at 877-899-LINK and ask for Heather. No business is too small. Get some emails here real quick, Shane. Steven says, were you and Sean nervous at the beginning of the night? You both did an awesome job. No, sir. Uh, okay. Lucas, <laughs> I, I ain't playing. Lucas says, uh, great first broadcast. Uh, I put the TV on and listened to you guys. Steve, I told you Friday AR would have a big game and the D would make a play. Richardson didn't have a big game, though. He had an efficient game, and he made some really good plays. And again, I guess it depends on what you call big game. He ran for 106, threw for, what, 138? 168. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, he played well. Uh, That's what you're going to see all year long. Um, You know, I had a discussion. People were like, do you think he's going to win the Heisman? No. He's not going to put up numbers to win the Heisman. It's a a numbers game. Uh, Charles says, happy Utah elected to pass the ball from our six uh, instead of just running the ball. Well, because of time. late in the game, time, and timeouts available. That's why they did that. Uh, I'm sure if they had time, they would have run the ball. Oh, there's no question. Lined up and mashed. Um, and then Marshall uh, put his earphones on in the stands. Didn't have a challenge with delay, so thank you. Uh, the uh, refs could have called some things. Didn't like the, the call of the game that way. Did it appear to you the play calling was good? For us? Yes. I thought it was phenomenal. Because here's what I said going into the game. I don't know if I said it on the pregame show or on one of the other thousand shows I was on. We're going to run the football. We're going to run zone. We're going to run zone reads with Anthony. And we're going to run a bunch of nakeds. And we'll take, we'll max protect and throw some shots. That's exactly what we did. We kept it very simple where he doesn't have to really read anything. He completed a couple of dig routes to Pearsall. Um, but, you know, we took a shot early in the first quarter, I believe, going towards the north end zone. We ran a double movie under through it. It was a wide open. And then um, we wish we would have thrown a 65, you know, used his arm strength there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, And then we, on his long touchdown run, we max protect, only sent two receivers out. Tremendous protection. He, I mean, they basically covered everybody because there's only two receivers. And there was just green grass and – the rest was history. A lot of green a lot grass. of green grass. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, hello. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I'm going to keep it uh, positive. There's obviously some negatives with the game that they can improve on, but I'm going to keep it positive, man. First of all, on the replay that I watched, I love the call by Dan Orlovsky. Guy's a superstar, man. It was a great rewatch. Guy's extremely knowledgeable, man. A lot of fun. Um, guys, an offensive line for the University of Florida. I have not seen get to the second level like I did Saturday in years around here. All right? Every one of those guys on that offensive line would shut off their blocks and go to the second level. It was just a thing of beauty, man. You could tell that they're being coached up big time. Um, on the Ventral Miller stop on the fourth down play, the uh, goal line play, the kid got into the end zone. The only problem was that Ventral Miller knocked the ball out. I don't know if that was picked up on – the radio chain is 
you guys caught that, but I didn't notice it until watching the replay. It was a fumble. No, it was a fumble. We knew it was a fumble because we have monitors there. The biggest play of the game, in my opinion, was the play before the one you just mentioned. They ran a, they ran an off tackle to the left with their big number nine, yeah. and he would have crawled into the end zone with being without being touched, and he slipped. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. go back and watch yeah, that. Absolutely. It's a game of inches. Yeah, okay. I mean, he had hey. he could have strolled in there. Yeah. Uh, quick question, Shane. See if this makes any sense. I heard a commenter say that they're gonna that you're not gonna be able to play Florida man to man because AR will just eat you up with the run. So teams are going to have to play Florida in a zone always, because if you play a man and they turn their backs to uh, AR, then he's just going to take off and run every time. Do you? First of all, do you agree with that? And secondly, if that is the case, does that provide a, an advantage to the offense? Like if the offense has to be one-dimensional with like either throwing or passing, if the offense knows the defense is going to be one-dimensional, is that an advantage the other way also? Well, you're not going to see somebody just line up and play zone the whole game. They're going to mix it up. I mean, okay. anytime you have a running quarterback and, and you play man coverage, obviously you can just run your receivers deep and your quarterback, yeah. you can run like quarterback draws and things of that nature. But once you get into SEC play, I mean, Utah's a good, solid team. They played a lot of zone, actually. The, the, the long touchdown run that he had, they were played zone. The guy just blew the coverage and went with Ricky Pearsall on the crossing route. Um, so it, the teams will have to have some type of guy spying on him, but it's all predicated this offense is on the run game. And as we just talked about, my players of the game were the offensive line. I mean, they were, yep. they were outstanding. And then we got three really good running backs. So uh, you're going to see a running methodical football team that will allow 15 to get on the outside and make plays as you saw the other night. I agree. And they also played a lot of backup offensive linemen too that I noticed on the replay. Barber got in there. Um, the interior, a couple of the interior linemen also got in there also. So uh, they're working on that depth also, man. All right, Tony, we've got to take some calls. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. D, welcome. Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, great, great win for the program. Great win to uh, start off the uh, Napier era. So I just wanted to make three quick, three, three quick points. Jeez. Uh, number one, Shane, uh, you know, you're t- I, Steve, I called you in July and I said, you know, this offense is going to have to win the time of possession battle in a lot of these games to kind of protect this defense. Because, I mean, Shane, you hit it, man. Uh, that uh, Utah's offensive line was just gashing us in, you know. Uh, I know Kentucky's going to try to do the same thing on Saturday. So I agree wholeheartedly, man. Uh, time of possession is going to be key. And, you know, we've got to, um, when we get our red zone opportunities, we got to cash them in because when you play a time of possession game, you're probably going to be in a lot of a lot of close games. Uh, number two, playing the best players. We have four true freshmen playing in crunch time. Uh, Devin Moore, Shamar James, uh, ETN. And I think there was uh, Kamari Wilson. So, you know, that's what we're talking about in the Mullen area. You, you, no more seniority. You play the best guys. And three, Shane, you're talking about uh, the, the defense and the lack of playmakers. Trust me, Napier is addressing that, man. Uh, we've got five guys committed right now, probably going to have a defensive line class at eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the number one defensive lineman from Tampa in the house Saturday. So, trust me, Napier uh, is addressing all this in the recruiting. So, uh, it's going to take time, but he's 
like I said, he's got to coach these guys up. But trust me, he he knows the issue and he's he's working on the trail to get it to get it fixed. Okay, D. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, Lewis is up. Hi, Lewis. Hey, uh, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, two things. I I was one of your callers that was already always critical of the offensive line. Listen. A plus Saturday night. A plus Saturday night. Those guys, I counted the number of guys standing around, standing around after the play had been, after the snap. These guys stayed engaged. They opened up some holes uh, for that little rookie, uh, Etienne and Johnson. Kudos to the offense line. I gotta gotta give them their props. Uh, I'm glad the Gators played a, a ranked team, played a, a good team, not a cupcake team. I listened to Billy Napier's uh, evaluation. He's spot on. Uh, I think Anthony got a lot of that uh, monkey off his back, people criticizing for this, that, and the other. Anthony had 70% completions uh, Saturday night. He's going to be one of the greatest, one of, one among the greatest quarterbacks at the Gators if he keeps going like he's going, keep his head in the game. Defensively, we're growing. We're working on some things. And, um, yes, Steve, uh, uh, Dean, that kid Dean, he's going to get us hurt if he doesn't go back to the huddle and get out of those guys' face. And I hope uh, the coach is straightening that out now so that doesn't give us any trouble. Okay. Lewis, thank you. Yeah, I, I think we both hope that. Um, let's see here. Jim says, uh, I think we answered the one uh, he asked about, um, about Utah's final timeout. A player's helmet came off. Yeah, one of our guys' helmets came And therefore, the timeout was given back. Um, and then Utah uh, failed to convert fourth down at the goal line, uh, came running in with appeared to be an illegal substitution signal, played it in count. Utah came back out, tried to draw us offside, ended up kicking a field goal. Uh, what was called on the failed conversion play that didn't seem to count? I, I don't remember that. I don't either. Um I was just thinking, I think we had four fourth downs. I mean, three. Do we have three or four fourth downs that we went for and got and converted all of them? Uh, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. Uh, let's see here. Todd says, great win. Uh, don't want to diminish the fight and perseverance showed. Uh, a lot of work to do improving the defense, especially the front four and the rush. But a couple of questions regarding the offense, Shane. Do we have enough downfield playmakers other than Pearsall to help alleviate the pressure as teams will eventually start stacking the box and try to bottle up the run game in Richardson. So on many of the same plays, you have concern and the ability to disguise these plays with formation and different players. Yeah, we, we only ran a handful of plays, but we ran them out of different formations, a lot of fake jet sweeps, a lot of smoke and mirrors. Yes. But that's what we're going to do because they're going to keep it simple, get good at what you do, and it keeps it simple for the quarterback. You can't give a – you can't – it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You can't give them too much and what they're not comfortable with. And then you can't play. The best thing he has is God-given athletic ability. Let him use it. Uh, Patrick, to my eye, ATN's our best running back. He's a freshman. Naquan's a third and ten back. Uh, and how can a speedy Lingard not return kicks or punts? Well, just because you can run doesn't mean you can return a kick or a punt. Right. But, but number two is going to be your, your premier running back that gets most of the carries. Jim says, I didn't see Whittemore in the game. He was in the game. He played a little bit. Yeah, he, but he didn't get a ball, I don't think. But Well, not many receivers got balls. Right, but, but he correct. was in the game. I know that because I, I remember seeing, and he was in the, the player participation sheet. Williams says, is LSU the most disappointing team this weekend? How did Florida get HN out of Louisiana? Also, is FSU the most improved team you've seen this weekend? 
I mean, it's it's hard to say. I mean, it's one game. Neither one of those teams blow me away. Um, but it's one game. I mean, give FSU credit. They found a way to win the game. LSU did not look very good, but that doesn't mean they won't be good in four or five weeks. And I think one of the big differences there, regardless if they played Duquesne or not, FSU had a chance to play a game, mm-hmm. work a couple of kinks out. LSU didn't with a brand-new coaching staff. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillowee, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Been telling you for a while now about Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty. Are you considering selling your home? Have you received your upfront written agreement that guarantees the sale of your home at your price? Well, that's exactly what you get from Scott and your home sold guaranteed realty. His upfront written guarantee says this, your home will sell at your price and in your time frame, or he will buy it. Having an upfront written guaranteed sale from Scott allows you to shop for your next home, knowing your present home is guaranteed to sell as well as benefiting from the peace of mind knowing you're going to get your price in your time frame. Also included in the written guarantee is this promise. You always get the highest price. For example, if at any time a better offer comes along, you get the higher offer, not Scott's guaranteed initial offer. Take it from me. Scott Caldwell can do the job for you. Call him, 352-209-0000. 352-209-0000 or visit caldwellhasthebuyers.com. You're pregnant. How far? One month, two, no doctor yet. I can't afford it. Protect yourself and your baby. The health department can help you out. Test for STDs. I don't have diseases. You don't know. You don't always have symptoms. STDs make you and your baby sick. I don't want my baby sick. No one cares more about your baby than you. I'm calling my county health department. A message from the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Beat the heat. Here's how to stay cool in hot weather. Buy a boat from Polaris of Gainesville. Tie on a tube. Toss on a lure. Take a cruise. Ranger boats are known for exceptional performance and unsurpassed design and craftsmanship. Polaris of Gainesville is your one-stop authorized Tracker Marine dealer for Ranger fiberglass bass boats, aluminum bass boats, pontoon boats, or Ranger's legendary saltwater series, all powered by Mercury. Enjoy the biggest playground on Earth. Visit Polaris of Gainesville and take your Ranger boat out to play. Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any maker model, we're paying top dollar right now. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Polaris of Gainesville is also hiring. Apply in person. Visit PolarisofGainesville.com. Too many people buy the lie. If I do enough, then I'll be good enough. They try to earn their way to heaven, but the truth is we're never good enough. For the Bible says we have to be perfect to enter into heaven. Good luck with that. But good news, Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. So when we accept him, we are made right with God. Then our lives begin to change. Our hearts are transformed. Our desires begin to line up with God's. We have an inner want to because of the grace that we've received, and God's Spirit empowers us to do so. 
The truth is simple. No matter what your past, your pain, or your doubts, God's love offers us peace. His grace offers us a fresh start. His forgiveness frees us from past sin and shame. Knowing God's heart changes our hearts. The greatest miracle in life is a transformed heart through Jesus. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver. Weekdays at 2. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. We continue with Sports Scene alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews. Don't forget, tomorrow, Inside the Huddle is back. Shane, the ball coach, yours truly at 11 a.m. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. BB says, uh, nice job, Shane. Great chemistry between you and Sean. Uh, Gators have new friends, his wife and friends from Utah. Her Facebook's full of praise for Gator fans and how the Utah fans were treated. Hats off to Scott and UF Athletics for finding the Utah team a hotel and food when the plane broke down. What a nightmare that was. Yes, and they couldn't leave until, I think, yesterday. Yesterday. Um, And then thoughts on Kentucky's offensive line in their running game versus Utah's. Well, uh, I mean, in the past, when you think of Mark Stoops, you think of physical play on the offensive line running the football. As Steve, I don't know if it was all fair or whatever, they struggled running the ball against Mineville, Ohio. I, I don't know what to buy into that. I mean, it is what it is. They Cavassier Smoke will be their running back. I don't think the, the Rodriguez. Rodriguez kid will play. Yeah. Will Levis is a very dual-threat guy like Anthony Richardson, highly recruited or highly touted. Uh, so they'll probably do a lot of quarterback runs. So – It'll be interesting. I mean, this is a this is a game where people gave Kentucky a lot of love all all summer long. So we'll see. It should be a great crowd. You know, Levis, as good as he is, is turnover prone. Mm-hmm. He's interception prone. So what can Florida do? Because in a game like this, you know, Florida's what a five or a seven point favorite, something yeah. like that. I saw a little surprising. Um, so you know, you if you're Kentucky, you want to limit turnovers. But if they if they can't run the ball. They need his big playability, and you force him to throw. He's, he, he has made mistakes. So I, I was thinking the other night, and I said it, I, th- I think I said it on the broadcast, our corners are bored to death. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, their passing game was kind of in between the hashes with their tight ends. Yes. It's like we never th- – these guys weren't even in the game. No, and they just ran that, that back in motion, little yeah. flip to the back. And then there was some game, some plays during the game where I was like, we could play this game in a phone booth. I mean, all 22 dudes were, like, in the tackle box at times. Yeah, it was old-school yeah. game. Uh, and you're going to see a lot more games, I think, yeah. like that, too. Mike says the thing that stood out about Anthony, consistency, accuracy, and poise. Yep. But the other thing that stands out is coaching. 
Yeah, that uh, the plan was just phenomenal. What what I don't and I don't care. Let let's take his name out of it, okay? Because there's people that think people criticize him too much because he's a local kid. Quarterback X, okay. The job I've told Shane, I've told this story so many times when I was coaching your son, and you, you know, you said to me, "You can have a great play. The quarterback can't run or doesn't like it. It's not a good play." Mm-hmm. I, I I've told that story fifty times. I've told it once, but it's true. And that's what the coaching staff did in this game. They didn't have Anthony Richardson sit back there and read defenses. And, you know, it was quick, get the ball away. Now, it took took some shots. The play calling and what they called for him is exactly what they should do. It was a great, great first game. It was was phenomenal, like I said. And and Billy even talked about it. I don't know if it was on his Monday show with Sean Kelly or whatever. There was a quote that came out during the week that – I got to hit. I got to. I got to call stuff that Anthony's comfortable with. Right. And 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 when I talk about the scheming, if people watch the replay, because I know we have loyal fans that love to go watch the replays. When we called, I think it was the the touch the game winner. Okay, I think we had called a timeout. We're in a muddle huddle right there, kind of how Auburn used to do, call it in the huddle, then kind of sprint to the line. Well, go back and look at the formation. We. We come out in an unbalanced, heavy right. The left tackle was playing right tight end. Our tight end was playing left tackle. So we had them outnumbered with body and body weight, and we ran quarterback, basically, zone read, and he just walked, kind of hurtled into the end zone. But that's play calling right there. Play calling and scheme. Scheming, yes. No question about it. Um, There's – what are some of the – I mean, Georgia is the obvious takeaway. And, and I don't think – whatever you want to say about the Pac-12, I don't think anybody – and even though you can make the case that, well, Kirby Smart knows Dan Lanning, was well, vice versa too, mm-hmm. right? Oregon just didn't have the horses. And whatever you want to say about Stetson Bennett. I've always been a Stetson Bennett fan. He can play, man. He's pretty good. Yeah. The other day. Um, and any, any other things stand out to you? Because it's been kind of a funny – like this week – there aren't very many marquee, you know, marquee games. You know, Florida's game might be too, might, well, there is going to be two ranked teams. Uh, if Texas is, I haven't even seen the latest. If Texas is ranked, that'll be two ranked teams at Alabama. Yeah, I, I think what stood out to me, I mean, I, you know, it's doing the broadcast now. I don't get to watch as much football as I like. Um, but just looking at the stats from Bryce Young, Bryce Young ran for over 100 yards. Yes. Which is, you know, he, he's a runner, but he didn't really run last year. Maybe they're going to implement that. Um, Will, you know, Will Rogers at Mississippi State threw for a million yards. We knew he would do that. See, I think the biggest surprise to me was Ohio State struggling on offense. I mean, they still come away with a big win, but I think C.J. Stroud was missing a couple of his starting receivers, but still surprised me because I just think they're phenomenal at throwing the football. All right, we're going to be here another hour, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com, and uh, we will begin to see uh, new polls coming out here, and uh, that'll be fun. Uh, Florida, you know, Utah was uh, seven in the AP, eight in the coaches, and I'm I'm beginning to look and see if Texas was ranked uh, in the – coaches poll they were 18th and i don't know if they were ranked in the ap poll i don't think they were so again we're going to see if what what that that game's at noon correct 
I believe so. Yes. What, what time is the Tennessee Pitt game? I believe that's a three thirty, but don't. Okay, so we'll get, to, we'll get to watch some of that. Then. Yeah, but I'm going to look it up for you. And I, I haven't looked. And there, there's not a, a big schedule. There's not a great deal of marquee games. Um, well, it's, it's 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 been interesting over the years. You know, these especially this weekend, they've always had these big time supposed matchups. And they usually are blowouts, kind of yeah. like Georgia game was. Yeah. Well, we did get a good one last night. Yep. Uh, but I think we're going to get a blowout tonight. Alabama, Texas is at noon. South Carolina, Arkansas oh. is noon. Uh, that'll be an ESPN game, by the way. Um, then um, if you look down to see, you know, really big time matchups, Texas A&M Appy State might be interesting, mm-hmm. right? Given A&M struggles and Appy State doing what it did, uh, that's an ESPN two game. Tennessee Pittsburgh is three thirty ABC. Okay, so I'll get to watch a little bit of that, um, and then you know later on at night, there, there. I'm, I'm telling you, there just aren't great matchups that you just it, like. It's must watch television. Florida and Kentucky, you know, is going to be two ranked teams. It looks like. Um, other than that, I mean, USC, Stanford, maybe. And then uh, Mississippi State plays at Arizona, and they start at 11 p.m. Eastern time. Mm. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, so that's 8 o'clock Arizona time, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be on television, well, if that's one. Well, if the traffic's like it was the other night, I'll get to see the second <laughs> half of that game. <laughs> yeah, I was... Uh, and Baylor BYU, that, okay. that that's not bad. But again, that's a late game, as well, and that's going to be an ESPN game. Um, all right, we got hour two coming up. Still plenty of time. Your questions, calls, and comments for Shane as he is here. Your thoughts on the game, and it's funny there was so much emphasis on Utah. Kentucky almost seems like an afterthought, and I hope fans don't Whoa. think that because. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's not important to beat a ranked team, but you want to beat an SEC team. This, I mean, I, I said all along, if we could go one and one, I prefer to beat Kentucky over Utah. Yes, league game. Yeah, league game. Hour two coming up. Stay with us uh, as you listen to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WYUF, alongside the Gator QB Shane Matthews, producer Seth Harp. I'm Steve Russell. Thanks for listening today on this Labor Day edition of Sports Scene. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. 
A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same-day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how the rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to, you know, the stuff we talk about here on the show. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. That's discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. All right, golfers, do you want to simply survive around the greens or do you want to score? Well, you want to score. You need a wedge that will help you. Purest spin possible. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. Most aggressive groove in golf. Now with the raw face delivers maximum one hop and stop spin. Optimized tungsten weighting. And you get noticeably better control and trajectory. All around better wedge play. It's the Jaws Raw. Get yours at CallawayGolf.com slash Jaws Raw. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Monday. We will take your calls questions, comments, not only about the Gator game, but college football in general with the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, 392-8255, and you can email uh, Russell at WRUF.com. Shane, I want to digress a second from the Florida game to a couple of things, bigger picture in college football. If, I mean, it's North Carolina State, arguably should have lost. Mm-hmm. If they had a field goal kicker that could – and I hate to say one guy, but come on, make an extra point, miss a field goal. North Carolina, I mean, maybe Appy State's that good. I mean, maybe offensively they're that good. But you wonder what Gene Chisick's thinking. I don't think they're that good. I don't think North Carolina's very good. Um, they struggled against FAMU. You see what J- Jackson State did to FAMU yesterday? Yeah. Just wore them out. Of, yeah. Now, I know they're missing a bunch of players, but I, I just um, – yeah, Chiswick may want to go back there with Dorian and that crew. <laughs> yeah. Um, Texas A&M struggled. And I don't know, Shane, if if there's an overhyped team mm-hmm. in our league, they may end up being really good. And one, you know, should Gator fans be excited about one game? Yes. Shane and I were just talking about this. Uh, one thing I want you to hear, which I think is great. Today, Billy Napier said this in his press conference, quote, the film is sloppy. So we're just, so we're all on the same page. I know we're ready to put the crown on the Gators, but the Gators have a lot of work to do to play at our expectation and our standard. I agree 100% with that. And, and I didn't even watch the tape. That's just my naked eye. Eyeball, yeah, eyeball test. So I love that too because grateful for the win, but I think he knows more work to be done. All right, let's take some calls. Barbarino, hello. Hey, hey, Mr. Steve. Hey. Well, I tell you, that game Saturday <coughs> cut off about a year of my life. Man, that thing was, whoo. That was uh, that was a barn burner. 
but yeah, they uh, that was a that was a very worthy uh, first opponent for the year, and we got some idea. Uh, uh, defensively, we need a little work there. Um, but I was thinking that at, at, at the very end of the game, when Vaughn Miller missed that. <laughs> well, Ventrell Miller, well, but okay. Well, we need yeah. Vaughn Miller. Yeah, it, it, we'd like to have Vaughn Miller, yeah. yes. When, 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 we, when he missed that, uh, that interception right in his hands, <laughs> and then and then uh okay barbarino you got it where, where are you going with this well then it, i'm just saying bernie was his best friend <laughs> on that day nobody was it seemed like nobody was congratulating bernie any more than von miller because <laughs> he didn't he didn't have to be the goat so anyway but anyway, it was a great victory, and uh, <coughs> and uh, I'll yeah, take, take care of your throat, Barbarino. Okay. All right. Thank you for your call. Um, Jerry says, "Can you and Shane comment on Watson's play? He was on the field quite a bit. Looked like on TV he was never moved out of position. But the linebackers couldn't plug the holes on either side of him. I didn't see him blow up the middle like I thought he might." Uh, I, I mean, I don't. It was a great win, but I said all summer long the defensive line uh, is a problem, and it's still a problem. Uh, I don't think we have anybody that has shown the, pl- the ability to play at a high level. Rick says, I saw where Ole Miss ran a basic run first offense against Troy. Didn't see the game. If you saw it, do you think this is where their offense is headed, or are they just working on the run game according to the opponent? Curious where the team is headed. You talking about Ole Miss? Yeah. Well, I pick Ole Miss to – to come in at the bottom of the West. I think they're taking a huge step back this year. They lost way too much, and they lost Jeff Levy, who called the plays. He's at Oklahoma now. And yet they're ranked. Or in yeah, some, they, you know. they, they're they're going to lose five or six games this year, in my opinion. Uh, okay, uh, let's get some more calls here. Um, and we'll get more emails from you as well on this Monday. Don't forget tomorrow, Inside the Huddle, Shane back, the head ball coach here. Uh, and we will have that for you at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Daniel, hello. Shane, what's up? How y'all doing? Doing great. Can't believe I'm talking to the Shane Matthews. Um, yeah, um, I like I like that you're the color analyst because somebody who don't know a lot about the X's and O's of football, sitting there watching in the in the stands, you you give us a lot of insight. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, sir. What? We're, let's look forward to Kentucky. But what do you think about um, not ranking us uh, uh, high right now? What do you think about just keeping us on ranking until we win a couple more, and then then what? rank us up there? Are we not ranked, Steve? I thought we were. Uh, there's well, there's twenty polls yeah. that are out, so you know. And, and really, Daniel, it doesn't mean it doesn't matter now. No, it don't. But like you said, we're all excited about one game. But it's one game. But if we're all if we're ranked number ten or eleven, like I don't want to get our heads real big. Yeah, that that's not going to happen. No, you got to. They're, they're going to be somewhere in the twenties if they're ranked. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, sir. Right. Appreciate your call. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, s russell at wruf dot com. And again, the rankings 
should be out here um, momentarily. I bet we're going to be like 23rd or 24th. Yeah, one, one poll I think was 22nd I saw, um, and that's just about the right place, I think. Uh, let's – oh, b- believe it or not, you look at the schedule and where things fall here. I guess where I'm going with this, Shane, I don't know in our league. I mean, Georgia and Alabama right now just seem so far ahead. Mm-hmm. Who's the third best team in the league? Well, I, I said it's Mississippi State because I, I just – I love Will Rogers, and I think they have a pretty good defense. Now, the problem is they play in the West. Um, you know, some people thought it was Kentucky. Would it, could it be Tennessee? Could it be Florida? Who knows? Um, I, and some people think A&M. But I'm like you. I, I just – I picked A&M to win the, the SEC last year, but then Haynes King goes down, and they just weren't the same team. Now, they, they didn't look great the other night, but it just – they're they're just boring to me, you know. I, I don't know what it is. Nothing jumps out, and they could run run the table this year. We don't know, but I, I think Alabama will hammer them. But so, I would probably say right now Mississippi State still my third best team. Wow. Okay. Um, by the way, the um, you you look at what's going on here, and some of the teams that were in the top twenty five the first week. Notre Dame lost, Utah lost, Oregon lost, Cincinnati lost. That's it. The rest of the teams that were ranked did their did their part. So that's pretty good. Now you can, you know, Houston barely got by. They went into overtime with the Roadrunners. Yeah, you just roll into the Multiple. Alamo Dome and that's right. beat the Roadrunners. Multiple overtimes uh, in that game, uh, and Texas uh, was. Uh, uh, at the, I guess, number 27, and they won their game. But, again, they weren't overly impressive either. So um, it's going to be – and Ole Miss was 21 in the poll. Yeah, they sputtered around too. Yep. All right. And, you know, Miami got a win, which was nice, but, you know, didn't have a great first-week opponent. Uh, Southern Cal looked good, as you thought they would do. Um, but we'll see. Is is this Gator Shane? Is that Okay. All right, Gator Shane, Shane go. Right? Yeah, this is this is the other Shane. Okay. Hey, hey, I wanted to call in and ask about the timeout situation. We might have missed this earlier, but the, the four timeouts, the whole helmet coming off thing, did you guys discuss that? Yes. Oh, okay, well, could you give us a quick, just that we missed it. So Helmet came off, and because of that, the timeout was given back. Okay, but the helmet coming off is not a full two-minute timeout with the quarterback going over the sideline and having a discussion with the coach. Well, That's but not a helmet timeout. Th- th- there is no such thing as a helmet timeout. Precisely. So why did they give him a full timeout? Well, because they still had to they, – because it's, they called a timeout. Correct. Right? So because the helmet came off, that's nullified. Because of that, they get a timeout back. It isn't but, 10 seconds or but, 20 seconds. It's a timeout. Yeah, but actually a – no, no. A helmet timeout is a 30-second situation. Shane, they get the timeout back, period. Okay. That, bad that's, refereeing. Well, no, it's not bad refereeing. It's the rule. Okay. It's not bad refereeing. Change the rule, but that's the rule. So you're saying the rule is they get a full yes. three-minute timeout. Exactly. If the helmet comes off. Yes. 
Okay, we need to look up the rules again because when we read it, it didn't say that. Yep. So we'll double check that. Yep, that's that's um, my, my understanding of it. Yeah. And then my next question was, and I think you guys just kind of discussed it here, the defensive tackle situation. Um, man, was it me or did they run up the gut for about 250 yards? They they ran, yeah. The, defensive tackle, defensive end, anybody that plays on the line of scrimmage on defense is going to be a problem all year for us. And, and but let me also say this: I, I'm not defending them because I because Shane and I've had this conversation since springtime, right? But that's what Utah is. Yeah, you have to sometimes give credit to the other team. Utah is predi- Whittingham's an old school coach. They have a good offensive line. They've got some really good running backs. It's what they do. So sometimes I think fans don't give enough credit to the other team. Uh, does Florida need help and work there? Yes. But it's also what Utah does. They're good at it. Right. That, my, yeah, that, that kind of leads to my next piece. I, I, I thought Utah looked fantastic. I still think Utah might be a top-10 team. Uh, Shane, did you think they looked like a top-10 team? Um, and if so, I guess that means Florida is legitimately a top-15 or so team. What that, Should that be the take we would take away? It's just first game, not sure yet. Well, uh, what, what's impressive about Utah is just how they play football. They're very well yeah. coached. The crowd – was outstanding, but it did not affect them one bit. The humidity did not affect them one bit. They're a very, very good football team that drove, that flew, they didn't drive. They flew across the country, played in a hostile environment against a good team in the debut of a new coach, and took us down to the wire. So, yes, they are a very good football team. They will have to learn, though, to win on the road. Mm-hmm. They've not been good at that. Hey, listen, that quarterback, that drive, those last two drives, they drove the length of the field. With that quarterback's play and his movement and his running and the things he did, I mean, I thought he was outstanding. And um, so, again, maybe it gives hope that we are a legit top 15 team if we still think Utah is a top, you know, 10 team. All right. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate your call. 114 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hear it here first, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Folks, I want to tell it's you about Arthrex, a global medical device company and leader in new product development and medical education in orthopedics. They pioneered the field of arthroscopy. They've committed to delivering uncompromising quality to the healthcare professionals who use their products and ultimately the millions of patients whose lives they impact. Arthrex is experiencing unprecedented growth, and as an Arthrex employee, you have the chance to be at the forefront of the orthopedic medical device industry. They're hiring now at their manufacturing facilities in Florida, South Carolina, and in California. Find out how you can join the team at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. Precedented diamond buying opportunity at International Diamond Center. Three days only this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. IDC is rolling out the largest selection of hand-picked diamonds ever seen here. And you can buy like a dealer buys. Choose from thousands of GIA and Forevermark diamonds. These are the best of the best, certified by the world's top gem labs. Rare, precious diamonds at prices never seen before. Rounds, princess cuts, emerald cuts, cushion cuts, ovals, from 1 carat to 20 carat diamonds, all on sale. Don't be surprised to see jewelry store owners 
owners and diamond brokers shopping at this event. It's IDC's largest and most aggressive public diamond buying event ever. And if that wasn't enough, we're offering zero interest financing. Plus, for these three days, you get extra savings and incentives on all engagement ring mountings, including Takori. Don't miss this amazing opportunity, an open-to-the-public multi-million dollar diamond buying event, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only, and only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Unapproved credit restrictions may apply. Who you hire to be your advocate after an accident is important. Choosing a figurehead lawyer with little courtroom experience may not be your best move. At Fine Farcash and Parla Piano, you will speak directly with one of the four attorneys fighting for your case. You don't need the biggest law firm. You need an experienced lawyer who will present your case with clarity and conviction. You pay nothing unless we win. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. There is only one headball coach, and you can hear him every Tuesday right here. Steve Spurrier. Join Shane Matthews and Steve Russell every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. live to bring you Inside the Huddle. And while I got your attention here, let me say something. The HBC's analysis, thoughts, and opinions on everything from the Gators and the SEC to the national football landscape. God has smiled on the Gators, no question about it. Right here on WRUF. We are proud to be your home for Gators soccer. Spins and fires! Gators on top! You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Hey folks, you need to try the head beer coach 1966 American Lager, the new brew from the HBC Steve Spurrier. Available in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium during games at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, Visor Rooftop, and First Magnitude. Brewed by Gators for Gators. Welcome back to, I won't sit inside the huddle because of that. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Uh, let's bring Greg to the show. Hi, Greg. Hey, Steve. Couldn't call you Saturday night, but I really enjoyed the show you put on, especially when they're night games. And, and Shane did an awesome job. <laughs> Excuse me, my boy's still kind of hoarse. But I just wanted to chime in because I haven't since the game. I'm really excited about that ETN running back kid the younger brother from the clemson star and then montrell johnson that mj i've already got him a nickname mj because i mean that guy's just balling and naquan wright we often forget about him that dude is a great little swing pass kind of running back i think the, 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 just the running back room it just blows me away when i think about it receivers that parcel transfer was impressive but i still think henderson's going to be like another ike hilliard or a redell type receiver lanky athletic I, I keep your eye on henderson and of course shorter but my question for you guys, especially you, Shane, you know, you've been in the college ranks. The defensive side for the Gators have had problems covering tight ends for, I mean, decades. Just, I mean, just a crystal ball. Why do you think that is, and how can they uh, uh, fix that? And I'll listen off air and great game and go Gators. Thank you, Greg. Well, that's a million-dollar question. Yeah. Um, 
You know, I, I think when you say can't cover tight ends, the ones that, that we can't cover are pretty good tight ends. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, being honest, I, I don't think our tight end room is great. Uh, I think we wouldn't have trouble covering them. Uh, and I don't know what Kentucky has. But, but the two dudes the other night, man, I mean, they were elite. Elite. Yeah. I mean, look at the NFL. Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey. I mean, they, they have trouble covering them exactly, too. Exactly, because that that's such a that. So it's usually your outside backers or strong safeties that are matched up with those guys, and usually they they're they're taller, they're longer, and it's just it's just hard for those guys. So if you got a guy like Georgia has a room full of them, it it can help your football team. Reed is next. Hello, Reed. Hey, Steve, um, one thing I wanted to say, the turnout of the crowd was a big factor in my opinion. And like I said, our our uh, home streak is now, what, 33? And I think it will keep, uh, we'll keep on doing that as long as we have turnouts like that. And also, Shane, as far as you saying the heat wasn't a factor, uh, if I remember correctly, didn't one of their guys just end up tossing his cookies right on the field? Yeah, that happens all the time, though. I mean, they didn't. You didn't see them cramping. You didn't see them being carried off. Uh, I mean, we had guys, you know, that probably threw up at halftime. I mean, it happens all the time. Um, but I, I just thought they were very, very well prepared for all the atmosphere, humidity, weather, you name it. That that team was prepared when they rolled into this stadium. All right, you guys have a good one and go Gators. Okay, thank you. The crowd was more a factor helping Florida. Yeah. Right? It didn't – I mean, and look, I'm not diminishing what the crowd did. They were loud and great and all that, but Utah handled it. Yeah, and it, did they get any uh, – they had what, one or two? I think they had two. two, two yeah, I think Procedure they had two. penalties. Yep. So it's uh, – that crowd needs to be like that again Saturday against yeah. Kentucky. Jay, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Hey, first thing I want to say is um, I was going to talk about Montreal Johnson, but you got me going on the tight end. What I did see in the game, what I did see in the game was um, whenever 16, I think that's Travez Johnson, whenever he was out there playing on those tight ends, he did a phenomenal job doing that. But I think the problem was when we were trying to, you know, we were thinking they were going to run the ball. We put a little bit more run support with Bernie. Bernie was getting beat a lot, which he saved us at the end. But I think that that was one of the problems. It just seemed like Bernie was getting beat by the Titans, but those guys were really good, like you guys said. Well, both those guys, Bernie and Johnson, are starters. So I think it depended on the formation that the offense put out there and then whatever we had called defensively determines where we line up. So it, without knowing what was called um, – but, yeah, you would think Johnson's a better cover guy than Bernie. Yeah, and, and also the next thing I was going to say is, Shane, you were you were so right about that kid, Montrell Johnson. You said he was going to, by the end of the year, you think he was going to be the guy. But he had some amazing runs. But my favorite play, well, people, I don't really hear anybody say anything about it, but that fourth down play on the last drive, he was on Anthony Richardson's right side. And he was supposed to be blocking that end. The end came off the left side. He's looked over at the last minute cut block, and Anthony Richardson was able to get out of there. I mean, he played an overall great game, and I'm starting to like that kid. Go Gators. All right. Thank you. Uh, 
I think they threw 31 passes in the game. Mm-hmm. They targeted their tight ends, 17 of them. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the strength of their team. Mm-hmm. It just is. Uh, Jeff, welcome. Hey, Steve. Uh, just a quick comment. Uh, the, on Labor Day weekend, the polls don't come out tomorrow. on Tuesday. Right. Right. Uh, because of that. And you may have mentioned that, but, um, you know, because they try to get all the games in. Yeah, and there's a game tonight. Right. Right. Anyway. I thought you said Monday, but... Um, oh, I mean, normally they come out Monday. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah, well, normally they come out on Sunday. But, but my point is, on Monday, we know who's ranked. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. Y'all take care. Okay, thank you. Three nine two eight two five five. you can email srussell at wruf.com. Lee in Lake City, ask Shane about how hard it is for Coach Neighbor to get split-second advice from the support staff as to when to slow things down between plays in hopes of getting a longer review that may have gone against the Gators and advice as to when to speed things up in hopes of getting a shorter review? Uh, I, don't, I don't really quite understand the question. I understand what, the, what he's asking, but whoever's in charge of that part of the game up in the box, you, you know, us guys, if you're sitting at home on the couch watching it, it's easy to go, we need to review that. But you got to remember, if you don't win that review, you just cost your team a timeout. And in a game like this, it was crucial. So they have to be almost certain whether, you know, I, I don't really know how to answer the question, but that's, you got to be very, very careful to tell the head coach, you need to review that coach. Yeah. And I don't, and look, I, I'm saying this, Lee, from just, I don't have any inside knowledge of this. It's easy to say that. And it's not a, it's a fair question. But it's split second, right? And then, because if, if I see one thing, you may not quite see it the same. Now you're discussing it. Well, now time is going here, here, Here's what should happen. I just thought of this. It's illegal. but <laughs> so, so if you have a questionable call like that, you need an offensive player to go down like he's got a shoe, shoe issue or he's cramping. And then you have more time to review it. Yeah, or to look at it. So maybe, maybe that's the next step in our new oh, age football. Boy, I hope That not. you practice that. That, you know, if it's a questionable catch or something, left tackle, you got to go down, act like you got a cramp. All right. J.D., hello. Hey, uh, guys. Uh, I want your thoughts on the uh, LSU-FSU uh, game last night. I, I don't remember. It's been a long time since – uh, I thought I saw LSU play that bad, but uh, can you give me some quick thoughts on that on that game? I was I fell I'll be honest I fell asleep right at half. Uh, the first half was horrible to watch. What it reminded me of, I mean, usually LSU has dudes everywhere. Now, right. they lost right. two two really good players like in the first series, two defense alignment or something I think, but. Their talent level, just from the eye test, and, and again, it's only game one, didn't look great to me. But LSU, think about all the years in the past. They had all these great players. You kept saying, boy, if they could just get a quarterback. Well, they got a good quarterback when they got Joe Burrow, and then you saw what happened. I don't think this dude, Jaden Daniels, can play a lick. From, I mean, he can't throw. He can't make decisions and throw. Now, he's a hell of a runner, but I, I just I was not impressed. Now, again, it's only one game. Shane, I, I was hoping you'd go there because those were exactly 
my thoughts, and I watched the whole game. Uh, apologize for my voice. I'm still hoarse from Saturday night. But uh, but I, I thought it looked a lot like us last year on, on offense with our quarterback situation. That's what it looked like to me, uh, that the guy didn't know where to go with the ball. And, uh, I mean, they, now they did make that 99-yard drive uh, right at the end of the game, so you got to give them credit for that. But I thought it was just gosh awful. I, Steve, what did you think? Well, two things stuck out to me, and I didn't see the whole game. Butte had a couple of drops. He's supposed to be their go-to guy. And apparently he was not a happy camper. I don't know if they didn't target him enough, but he was kind of showing out. That's not good either. Shane, I agree with you. It's one game. I don't know that this LSU kid at quarterback is going to be their long-term answer. And they just don't have – I mean, they have. there's some talent on this roster, but it's, it's depleted. He's going to have to go out and get some talent. Florida State is better. Travis thinks pretty good quarterback. But they didn't run the ball great either. So you're looking at two t- – I think FSU's arrow is probably going up because of where they were. LSU's arrow is going down because of where they were. You know what stood out to me? And like I said, I only saw the first half, but it seemed like after every play was made, Joe Tessitore was like, that kid played at this school last year. And then another play, this kid played there. I mean, it seemed like everybody on both rosters were transfers. That's the way it is. Yeah. And, and, and one, one thing I want to add here is, uh, and, and, you know, you can't believe everything you read and everything that you hear, but uh, last year when LSU was on their coaching hunt, if you believe what you, what you read and what you hear, they didn't give uh, Billy Napier a sniff at LSU. And he was right up the road at Louisiana. I think, uh, you know, it, apparently he wasn't Louisiana uh, – his resume at Louisiana wasn't uh, high brow enough for them, so they went out and paid Brian Kelly a hundred million dollars, and that team looked. I mean, from special teams all the way, two muffed punts inside the ten yard line. Uh, I, I mean, they just looked god awful. I mean, it's just well, special teams were awful. JD, I think I think fans are very guilty of one game judgment. Okay, well, and, and, with, and with LSU. To your point about Billy Napier, LSU, it was clear, wanted somebody that had a national reputation right now. Well, it, also that athletic director always wants a, the, like the big name. Right, right? that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Scott Woodward, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think anybody at LSU would question Billy Napier's credential. They just didn't think his name was big enough. They wasn't going to make a big enough splash for LSU. Exactly. Now, Kelly's been a winner everywhere he's been everywhere he's been so you know we'll see jd thank you for your call 131 time check brought to you by hayes chillery espn 98.1 fm 850 am wruf this is hub brown dean of the college of journalism and communications here at the university of florida and you are listening to espn 98.1 fm 850 am wruf the home of the florida gators Quarterback Steve by Tom Brady. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Heavens. Caught ball. Evans. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Godwin. Caught ball outside the numbers. Godwin with the 10. 5-3-2-1. Touchdown,
The Buccaneers play here. Your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Identity theft shows no signs of slowing down. In fact, more than $14 billion were stolen last year. That's a criminal success story and a wake-up call for everyone else. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, LifeLock will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft, but everyone can save up to 25% their first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the, the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy and I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Florida Army National Guard. Aired by the Florida Association of Broadcasters and this station. Beat the heat. Here's how to stay cool in hot weather. Buy a boat from Polaris of Gainesville. Tie on a tube. Toss on a lure. Take a cruise. Ranger boats are known for exceptional performance and unsurpassed design and craftsmanship. Polaris of Gainesville is your one-stop authorized tracker marine dealer for Ranger fiberglass bass boats, aluminum bass boats, pontoon boats, or Ranger's legendary saltwater series. All powered by Mercury. Enjoy the biggest playground on earth. Visit Polaris of Gainesville and take your Ranger boat out to play. Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any make or model, we're paying top dollar right now. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Polaris of Gainesville is also hiring. Apply in person. Visit PolarisofGainesville.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. If you plan on spending your Labor Day holiday by the pool, it does look like we should have generally favorable weather for it, with highs today near 90, heat index values at times near 100 degrees. Just be mindful there is a chance for some showers and thunderstorms during the afternoon and evening hours. Heavy rain and frequent lightning are all possible, so if you do hear thunder when you're outdoors, make sure you're heading inside as quickly as possible. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Now, the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. <laughs> My Cleveland Cavaliers, 44 wins last year. Loved the Cavs last year. Now I love them a whole lot more. So here's your roster.
them get some. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Kevin Love, and now Mitchell. Basketball is back in The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From every called third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Silverback Concrete is a family-led team of heavy concrete specialists that build commercial structures with unrivaled quality. Welcome back to Sports Scene for this Labor Day Monday. David, hello there. Hey, Steve. Appreciate you taking my call. Sure. Um, I apologize if you guys have already talked about this, but I just I was just able to tune in. So, um, I had a question about the first half versus the second half. And, and I didn't go back and look at the stats or anything, but it just seemed appeared to me that uh, Utah was more effective running the ball in the second half against us than they were in the first half. Uh, did you did you uh, feel the same thing? Or and I was wondering if so, why, if they made some kind of adjustment. Well, I, I think you're correct. Um, I think they went to a different personnel grouping. You know, they started lining up and playing in like, like a phone booth. Um, but I also think Kyle Whittingham probably broke some chalkboards at halftime and did a little cussing and yelling and telling them they need to buckle up and go play Utah Ute football, and that's kind of what they did in the second half. Yeah, third, the first drive of the yeah. third quarter, right down the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, don't yeah. you think he was throwing some stuff in the locker room, Steve? If not throwing it, uh, <laughs> yelling or whatever. Yeah, yeah they looked yeah. A little, had a little more purpose. Yeah, and then the other question I had is, because I was watching on TV, and the, the the one play down there, I think it was Montreal Johnson, that they uh, said he was out of bounds at like the two-yard, stepped out at like the two or something. Uh, did you get a good look at that? Because I, I, I felt like that's something they should have at least reviewed to see where the ball was in relation to the plane of the goal line when he stepped out, but they didn't really show. I mean, we ended up scoring anyway, but I was just – I just thought that uh, that was something that should have been reviewed. It was a great play call, first of all. It was fourth down. But, yeah, you could see with the muddy conditions the divot uh, that he had when he stepped out of bounds. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. Thank you. Matt, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, guys. Uh, Shane, I had a question for you. You know, I, just kind of watching Anthony and his demeanor, first of all, I, I appreciate the kid's honesty post game. I don't know if you guys saw the you know the post game press conference with Anthony, but he just basically talked about how nervous he was and that the moment really was overwhelming. And you know you don't you don't hear that a lot, but you could kind of tell it when he was playing. But one thing I kind of notice about him, and and I'm and I'm hoping that this will come to fruition. It seems like you can just see the confidence building in him, and he's starting to trust the system. And I think if that happens, I mean, obviously his trajectory is going straight up because he's still just a work in progress, but he's learning and he's gaining confidence. And I think part of it, maybe he's a little tentative that maybe, he, you know, because he's dealt with injuries going back all the way to high school. But Shane, what do you think about that? Do you think the kid's just gaining confidence? And how do you feel like his trajectory is heading? Well, I think a lot of it, you got to give credit to Billy Napier. I think Billy 
has, has is calling plays that Anthony's comfortable with. Uh, very simple stuff, but it, what it does is it clears up where he doesn't really have to think, and he can use the best gifts that he has, and that's his athletic ability. And um, so if you're comfortable in the play that's being called, you're going to play confident, and I think that's what you saw Saturday night. It just seems like, yeah, he's the kid is just – I've been really impressed with him. And honestly, overall, just the whole game, win or lose, I told my wife sitting there, I said, I feel really good about what we're doing. And we just seemed calm on the sidelines and, and uh, the coaching staff. It just it seemed like they had everything together opposed to uh, what you saw last night on both sides of the ball. Uh, but I will declare September 4th as uh, Scott Woodward Day. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Boxing Jim, what's up? Hey, Steve and Shane. Uh, yeah, well, everything's pretty much been said about Richards, and I'm very pleased we have a quarterback. Now, uh, I'm going to ask some questions, uh, then I'm going to hang up. But uh, first of all, on Johnson, the running back, is he a freshman or, or is he a transfer or what? He's a transfer. But I don't know what his – he play, He was the freshman of the year last year in the Sun Belt Conference, so I don't know if he's considered a sophomore, Steve. I think so, yes. Okay, did I did I miss in Whittemore in there? He played, yes. Okay, now how about uh, Lingard, the running back? Did, did he not play or what? He did not. I didn't think so. Okay, fourth, fourth uh, string running backs don't play a lot in tight games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got a good one in Johnson, and I've always been okay with right. But um, I'm gonna ask a couple of questions and hang up and listen. Was their offense that much better? That, uh, I mean, they're ranked seventh or eighth or whatever, but was their offense really that good? Or our defense needs some work or, or a combination of both and uh, assess their offensive line going forward? And how were their offense compared to Kentucky's this weekend? Now I'm going to listen. Okay. Thank you. Um, a lot there. If you've, if you've listened to any shows I was on, Boxing Gym, all summer long, I said the weakness of this football team is the defensive front seven. I don't think that's going to change all year long. Utah is a solid football team with an extremely talented quarterback, two talented tight ends, and a really good running back. They're good. They're sim- that's that simple. We didn't. We we had a couple of stops in crucial situations to win the game. Kentucky has a highly regarded quarterback that's a top ten pick supposedly. Um, they can run and throw. They're usually very physical. Wants to, they want to run the football. Didn't have much success last week doing that. But every game is different. So I'm not really answering any questions here, but it's going to be another one of those buckle your chin strap type games, and I think whoever wins the line of scrimmage will win the game. One of the things that intrigues me about Kentucky is we all saw with Rodriguez last year, they pound you and pound you. They lost Wandale Robinson, who was really – they have not had as dynamic a receiver in a long time as him. But Levis is the real deal. He's good. And they may have found a new receiver last week. I'm not knocking. I don't know anything about the Red Hawks, but it was Miami of Ohio. They were not playing Utah. If they don't get Rodriguez back because of his legal issues, they didn't run the ball a lick. Is Maybe Miami of Ohio is good on the defensive front. Maybe, I don't know. But that, to me, it, I don't think Levis is – if they can't run the ball, they're not going to win the game. They're not. Unless there's turnovers. And and for us to win the game, we need to play keep away like we did somewhat the other night. Yep. And find a way 
to stop the run, not necessarily sack the quarterback, but at least just make him a little nervous. Yep. Cam Rising, was he ever nervous? I, I mean, we may have flushed him maybe one time, but he had quite a quite some time back there to throw. Peyton says, does this loss ruin Utah's playoff chances? Mm, not if, I mean, if they run the table and USC and let's just say Oregon, that's the only uh, – Oregon ends up with two losses and USC only has – I probably – it doesn't look good. No. But it's, you never know. It's dented it. Yeah. No, no doubt. But I don't think it's completely ruined it. And then Colonel Tom says um, the biggest difference in the O-line improvement from last year. Osiris aside, pretty much the same group. Does he, does he make that much difference? Well, they got different guys coaching them. But I do think that they have a good combination. They put a lot of emphasis on the run. It's more of a power-running game. And I think Torrance is a terrific player. And, again, the, the system they've implemented with multiple coaches there has helped. Yeah, and, and we're a zone-running team. We, we, didn't, we didn't call any counters or powers where guys are pulling, which we did a lot last year. I mean, I, I like both zone and, and, and the uh, gap scheme pulling guys, uh, but I didn't see any of that. Maybe we're not good at that, so it's like our quarterback's not good at something, so we're not going to call it. They're going to do what we're, we're good at. 145, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Final segment coming up. Still time to talk to Shane, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If I told you a company has been in business locally for 40-plus years, that, that tells you some good things. Longevity of the company, trust in the company, and plenty of satisfied customers. Well, that's what you get when you deal with Southeast Car Agency here in Gainesville at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins family has run that business for more than 40 years. And since opening their door, they give you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle. The best in late model, low mileage vehicles. I'm driving one now, have for years. A lot of impressive things about Southeast Car Agency, but to me, it's the sales staff. Why? They know their stuff. You ask them questions about those vehicles, they'll answer them, but they don't hard sell you. And as a matter of fact, they help you test drive vehicles, get the one you're looking for, so you're totally satisfied with your purchase. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We 
know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rvr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. Meldon Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit flhsmv.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. This is Seth Hart, Operations Manager here at ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Due to required FCC rules regarding tower maintenance, the station is required to power down completely on Wednesday, September 7th, and for parts of Thursday, September 8th. We apologize for this disruption in our regularly scheduled programming, and we thank you for listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Bowser's Rooftop at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a perfect place to keep the tailgating going during and after Gator games. This open-air lounge has handcrafted cocktails and delicious food from the kitchen at Spurrier's. Bowser's Rooftop, open until 1 a.m. every game day. Welcome back. We'll have our final segment. Andrew will kick it off. Andrew, hello. Yes, sir, and hello, Shane. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't chime in with how excited and, I mean, it almost brought a tear to my eye. You would the way they played with, with such inspiration there. I know there's a lot of areas we need to improve on, and I know Shane touched on those. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. I, I'm putting Utah behind me. I mean, that Keithy kid, he, that tight end, he was a, he was a freaking dream tight end. And, uh, the only question I do have for Shane on that game is, why do you think Shane Utah didn't try to go over the top more often. Well, maybe they don't have a down-the-field type wide out to do that. Um, you know, the, the type of game that was, you didn't want to waste possessions. Uh, Florida didn't really go down. That We threw one deep ball the entire mm-hmm. game uh, and had a guy open on a double move. Anthony undershot him. 
uh, in the first quarter. But um, it was just it was one of those type of games where nobody felt like taking deep shots. We t- we took another deep shot, but but Anthony ended up running for a touchdown from about forty five yards out. Maybe that's just something uh, for us anyway that we're kind of keeping in our hip pocket for later down the road. But I wanted to ask your opinion on this and hang up and listen. Um, right now, these rankings don't obviously don't mean anything. And I've turned the page because we got an SEC game, conference game coming up with Kentucky, and they beat us last year. And I just don't think losing two years in a row, row to those people or is is an option uh, if you could comment briefly on that, thanks, and we'll see you. Andrew, well, thank you. ever since we had that very, very long win streak against Kentucky, we've only won like two out of the last four, and we could have easily lost all of them. Uh, we have not played great against them for some reason. Um, so it's a big game. And I, 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 it's amazing to me how many people worry about the rankings. The only ranking that matters is what we got to do to get to Atlanta. I, gotta I don't re- care if we're ranked number – 50 or number 22 or number 12, if, if we ain't playing in Atlanta, none of that matters. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. Okay. From the Lexington Herald-Leader, now Kentucky has their media day, as you know Florida does. Their offensive coordinator is named Rich Scangarello. NFL guy. Yes. And he said about running the ball, quote, I'd like to think we held back two tonight. I'm not going to lie. I want to be smart with what we put on tape as well. So I'm excited about what we can do. So, again, you take Rodriguez is not on the depth chart this week. So Cavassier smoke. Yes. So it looks like unless there's some change of heart later in the week, he's not going to play. They had a starting linebacker, uh, Wright, not play last week either. But it's interesting that – but the but it was a play call that they did, and I did not know this, Shane. The interception that Levis threw was at the two yard line. Mm. Well, if you have Rodriguez, what are you doing? You're mm. banging that in there, right? Mm-hmm. Instead, they tried to throw it. He threw a pick. So I get what he's saying about laying back. Well, he didn't lay back then, and I guess he didn't have confidence to run the ball, and they threw a pick. Yeah, it'll be interesting. That's uh, I think that's. That's probably going to be my key to every week, Every week, Steve. <laughs> How will our front four play? Yeah. Um, all right, we got a little time here. We want to get a quick call in, talk to Shane, uh, your, your thoughts. But let's, let's talk. We'll, t- tomorrow w- with Coach Spurrier, we'll talk more about this matchup. But one of the things I think that's happened in our league, the Kentuckys sticking with Mark Stoops when in this day and age – I mean, most schools would have fired him, mm-hmm. right? They stuck with him. And now, you know, winning eight or nine games there is expected at Kentucky. What Ole Miss has done with, with Lane Kiffin, they may drop a little bit this year, but, again, Ole Miss was nothing until, you know, Mississippi State. I'm with you because Leach has a returning quarterback in his system. That's a dangerous team, and you wouldn't want to play them on a given day. It's just harder now – in this league, to I mean, think about where Georgia and Alabama are. Saban apparently isn't going anywhere because he signed that long-term no, deal. No. And if you believe that Kirby Smart has replicated Alabama, where they're just reloading every year, I mean, this league is tough. Yeah, it's tough. Not, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. And 
that's the job in front of Billy Napier that he's got to do. That, look, he's got to leapfrog some teams. And that says nothing about Tennessee. Now, maybe the NCAA is going to whack them. We don't know that. But we all know what a good quarterback hooker is. They're playing with confidence. Heupel is a really good offensive coach. I know a lot of fans looking forward to that game. How is Florida going to play on the road? This is going to be, you know, last year after going 3-1 and one, and people saw the slide, it was no fun to do this <laughs> because all it was was people just, and I get it. But now, Shane, for somebody like yourself who loves the game, analyzes the game, it's going to be fun to see what Florida does X and O-wise, when they go on the road, how do they handle it? You know, what do they do? This fun is the wrong. I can't think of a better one, though. It's going to be more of an X and O season to me as to how they handle each week's opponent and where they play them. There, yeah, I agree because, as I said at the beginning of the show, the most impressive thing out of that game to me was the plan on offense that we had because people can call up your show and send you emails, but Billy knows – what we can and cannot do. He is being paid to win games. So he is going to do what gives us the best chance of winning. And I just, um, that's why, you know, there, you're probably going to get some calls about we run the ball too much and we're at slow tempo. I promise you there's going to be games where we're milking the clock and snapping it with like two seconds left. Yep. Because we are going to struggle stopping people. And isn't the idea to win. Yes. It may not be this zinging all over the field. And and I think the other thing, too, I think Billy Napier, if he got a quarterback like that, I think the staff would change. Well, I do, too. But, but I, I mean, it's year one. They didn't they, – they right. inherited these guys. Exactly right. So, if you look at where our weaknesses, so to speak, are on this team, the number one is the D-line. Well, look at next year's class. A bunch of dudes from the D line are coming in, <laughs> yep. so that that's the thing. He would throw it around, but if you throw it around, you score fast, or you go three and out too much, you're putting your defense in a bad spot. Stan, the man, you got a minute and a half. Go. All right, so here we are. If a great play works, like the the run pass option, or you know a fake uh, dive followed by a deep ball or a flea flicker. Why wouldn't we use it all the time? And it's none of those plays, FYI, that I really want to tell you about. Why not the jump pass if we have a running quarterback? And why not the old uh, shuffle pass to the tight end like we used to run so much with Tebow? I mean, you may see it or not, but he ran the same play multiple times that worked the other night. Just a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Yes, and I'm a fan of what he did. This isn't a criticism. I just want to see some jump passes. Uh, I don't because it's a, it's a low percentage play and it's kind of – I mean, if it works, great. But you may see it down the road. I don't know. But the jump pass works when you're running quarterback power between the tackles. Anthony's not going to be right. running between the tackles. If you saw all his runs okay. the other night, they're on the zone read where he's on the perimeter. They're not going to ask him to run quarterback power. I got you. Well, maybe that's the difference then. You all think right. the same thing for the shuffle pass? Uh, well, we don't have any tight ends to shuffle it to. Right. That's and that's enough. an intricate sure. play to run. Yeah. That's, well, that's, not a, that's a great play. It, but but we don't have Aaron Hernandez right. to pitch it to. And it's not an easy – it's a timing play. That's not an easy play to run either. 
Cool. All right, Stan, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the call. That's going to do it for our show for today. Don't forget, tomorrow, 11 a.m., Inside the Huddle, Shane, the head ball coach, yours truly, then Sports Scene at 12. Thanks to Seth and Elliot today for producing the program. Thanks to li- for listening on this Labor Day. Enjoy the rest of the holiday. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN Almost in the books. We got Clemson, Georgia Tech tonight. But week one, the entire weekend that started on Thursday, all but one ACC contest in the books. And I will say there are two programs that fan bases, not really what they're used to seeing in recent seasons, and off-field drama and et cetera. And this weekend, as I said, Florida and Florida State, they won the weekend. Now, I'm going to start with last night because that is probably what is on everyone's mind. And there was a whole lot done right uh, by Florida State as far as making some big plays. This was a wildly imperfect ball game last night. And if you weren't watching, and I don't know why you wouldn't have been, um, you had the debut of Brian Kelly at LSU, and after last night's ball game, I'm looking at two imperfect teams, but one made more of the big plays that win games like this, and that was Florida State. Florida State last night with a 24-23 win, and when I say two wildly imperfect teams, absolutely. When And I'll talk about the victors who have a laundry list of items to work on, and they get to do it against the backdrop of a win. For Florida State last night, here's what I saw. Do you know who I was really impressed with? Ontario Wilson. That's a program. Mike Norvell decided, all right, enough of the Florida State wide receivers being as bad as there are in the ACC. Enough of that. We're going to bring in four new kids. And they did. And they were all in the mix and ready to play. The kid from West Virginia that had the car wreck, um, he is still on the mend. But Florida State, they brought in four transfer receivers. And the best kid last night catching the football, a returning receiver, which was one of the reasons, Ontario Wilson, one of the reasons they brought in so much. So that kid had a huge night. He responded to the challenge, seven catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns. 
So he stepped up. I was impressed with him. Jordan Travis, again, there is so much context here about not being where you want to be and including the opponent in that conversation. But Jordan Travis, under pressure, some plays not even able to develop properly, uh, he was able to stitch together a really effective night at times. Um, if you flip it around to defense with Florida State, that Tatum Bethune is a ball player. And Jared Verse, who I was told there might be some questions about his jump from Albany, that it's not going to be exactly like Jermaine Johnson, for instance, coming down from Georgia in the SEC to Florida State in the ACC. This is a kid coming from Albany. Yeah, he can play. So they made plays on defense. And they actually made – the. T- these are two teams with serious issues on special teams. Um Florida State made plays on special teams as well, at least enough to cover up mistakes and make up for them. And so against the backdrop of they're not even close to what the standard in Tallahassee is, certainly, or where where Mike Norvell wants to get the program, Florida State responded. Now, they also gave up the football on the one-yard line with like a minute and a half left and a chance to do anything other than what happened with a fumble and secure the game. So that's what I'm saying. This is by this is a I mean a sight from being what the standard is in Tallahassee. And as far as having a consistent running game, no. Again, I know who they're playing. I know the environment. So there's a lot that Florida State still has on the to-do list but they're doing it against the backdrop of a win. They made some plays. Um, Verse, again, getting in the backfield, block kick. Later on, another block kick. Um, There are talented kids on Florida State's roster in the secondary especially. There really are. Big-time recruits. None of them are Jalen Ramsey. And so when I look at Kayshawn Butte and the night he had, yeah, that's one of the big stories for LSU and them coming up short last night. Kayshawn Butte, if you weren't watching, he had two catches for 20 yards and it was a really inconsistent night for him, uh, a couple of drops, uh, really inconsistent offense. And so for an LSU fan watching last night, you were thinking, I saw a lot of really talented players out there running around doing some good things. Uh, why didn't it equal more than 23 points? Why didn't it equal more than 10 points with, I don't know, like six minutes left? Where was the actual production in the end zone? Jaden Daniels, he is not a very polished, no, 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 I'm going to say advanced. He's not a very advanced passer as far as it it looks easy and smooth and direct, and he's got a whip, don't get me wrong, he can fire rockets. But as far as him looking comfortable and operating comfortably in the pocket, it's not really his game. Made it work last night. And I mentioned it wasn't just Will Campbell, true freshman at left tackle, it jump into the fire, man. Right tackle wired, they had their hands full. So same thing with LSU. Consider the competition. Um, if you're an LSU fan right now, you're wondering why it didn't equal more points, and you're wondering why Kayshawn Butte was not more involved. And those are fair questions for that fan base. Uh, You made some plays defensively last night. Um, You lost uh, Mason Smith up front. Big loss on the defensive line. 
So there's a lot to talk about with Florida State and LSU. I'll give you the rundown of the guests coming up in just a few minutes. Um, I said that Florida State and Florida won the weekend. Saturday night in Gainesville, my goodness. Here's the big difference for Florida State and Florida in this open. I said they won the weekend. Florida State made plays that they really have not been making for a while. Now, as Brian Kelly properly said, they've got their own kettle of fish to deal with, but that's LSU's issues. In the Florida State fishbowl, they made plays that they hadn't been making. They won a game. Folks, they don't win that game. Not that game. Not recently. And by recently, I mean, I don't know, like four years. Same thing with Florida, to a lesser degree, because they've had some peaks in, the, in recent seasons, but then they've just absolutely had the car, Thelma and Louise, right off the cliff. So in Gainesville, it has not been as consistently either confusing or bleak or frustrating or et cetera. But it's not what it's supposed to be. It's the same thing I said in Tallahassee. Hey, where's the standard? We're not there yet, but we got a dub. Florida and Utah from Saturday night? Again, not perfect. Florida's a lot further along than I thought that they would be. And it was a comeback as well, and they made a play on offense, and they made a play on defense. And Anthony Richardson looked absolutely fabulous. For a kid that had one career start and I think 39 completed passes, 39 attempted passes coming into the ball game. Anthony Richardson was fantastic. Uh, Montrell Johnson, the I think the very first play he was on the field, there was a fumble that got turned uh, returned almost for a touchdown by Utah, and then they eventually got it in. I think on that drive, um, Montrell Johnson came back and showed you in the passing game. Uh, he almost got in the end zone too on a, a little scroll flare. Um, Montreal Johnson in the passing game and on the ground showed that oh yeah, all those reports we heard from August camp about, hey, the transfer from Louisiana might be the best uh, running back on the roster. Well, he looked uh, plenty good. And they got contributions from other backs as well, including ETN, the freshman. But the story was Anthony Richardson offensively. And then defensively, Ventrell Miller uh, playing downhill, man. And some of the big ones up front, and, and I'm like big ones up front for Florida, dominating their gaps at times. And that was against a Utah. I said something the other day about Oregon. Are they Pac-12 tough? Are they, are they tough or are they Pac-12 tough? Utah's just tough. There's no way to minimize that. And so Florida, again, nowhere close to where the standard is. In Gainesville, they beat a really, really good team. LSU is a talented team. And if you remember, I said that of all the fan bases that have new coaches this year, there's one that has higher expectations than maybe any of them. Because LSU fans, I mean, they're smart enough to look at the roster. They know how talented it is. Florida, there are a lot more pockmarks and need to improve uh, evaluations on that too deep. There are a lot more areas on that depth chart with UF that you looked at when, mm, I don't know what the answer is there. It might be an answer, but I don't know what it is. Wide receiver, all right, they need to find some answers. Um, running back, they appear to have some answers, and they're going to figure out how to use them all. Um, I like some of the stuff they did with the tight ends and the kid from Arizona State, the transfer, uh, looks like he fits right in. Uh, there's a lot of positives. And, again, for where the state – if this was Missouri, we'd be looking around going, wow, what's Eli got? It's UF. And so under the banner of – and, again, it's the same thing I just said about uh, FSU. Florida doesn't win that game. Florida doesn't beat that opponent. 
not consistently and not recently they don't. And they did, and it was real. It was not a horrible call. It wasn't a snap over the punter's head. It wasn't bad call by the zebra. It was our guy made a play on offense, and then our guy made a play on defense. So a lot to talk about throughout the show today. I wanted to lead with two programs that their fan bases, man, they've been through the ringer. And so Florida State and UF, great job getting the season started. Uh, We are going to talk the flip side of those games and everything else that happened in week one. We're going to start coming up next. Hunt Palmer, middays, 104.5 Baton Rouge. We'll talk a little LSU with him. Uh, Bottom of the hour, Ingram Smith from the Cast coming on. He had his Winston reaction last night uh, after the win by Florida State. So we'll be talking Knowles, hour two. Brandon Adams, Dog Nation Daily, going to talk UGA as they just picked Oregon clean. And here's one thing I don't want to get lost. And I'll, I'll bring this up later. Don't get, don't forget Oregon's good. Don't look at that and think, whoa, it's, it's not just, wow, Georgia played so well in week one. That's not a half of it, folks. Georgia did not play so well in week one. They dismantled a really good team that could be a power five champ like Florida. That was a slug fest, man. Florida state. That was a really talented roster in their backyard. What Georgia did, you scored touchdowns on your first seven possessions against a team that could be a power five conference champ. So we'll talk with Brandon Adams in hour two. And then also Andrew Spivey from Gator country. We'll talk, uh, what, Florida was able to get done in the swamp on Saturday night. Just a tremendous opening weekend of college football. And we still got Clemson and Georgia Tech tonight. Uh, we will take a break, come back with more of what happened over the weekend so far. That's next. At Georgia Power, we're investing in infrastructure to ensure a more resilient power grid, creating a balanced mix of hydro, solar, and nuclear energy, and installing high-speed EV charging stations across the state, all while providing the highest level of customer service and satisfaction. Because we know that the carbon-free energy Georgia needs to prosper tomorrow will come from the tireless energy we put in our communities today. Georgia Power, powering tomorrow, today. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. (laughs) Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. (laughs) Looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Meet Harper, teammate at Truist. Hello! She was born to care and always had your back. Like the time her friend's bumper car took a gnarly hit. Oh no! His retainer went flying, but Harper caught it before it got crushed. Today, Harper's a teammate at Truist, the bank with Truist One checking. With no overdraft fees, a $100 negative balance buffer, and automatic upgrades, Truist One checking has your back too. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. $100 negative balance buffer. Eligibility requirements apply. Truist Bank member FDIC. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 810-214-3710. 810-214-3710. That's 810-214-3710. Direct. 
Direct Auto Insurance is for uncompromisers. With savings of up to $1,044 per year when you switch to Direct Auto, you can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a free quote at directauto.com. Data from August 2021. New customer survey. Savings, if any, vary. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem.